Hello, and welcome to another episode of Don't Fuck With The Original. I am your host, Casper. And Becky Grimlin. Here to bring you all things spooky on Wednesdays because... Wednesdays are for podcasting. Yes. Um, so, you guys, we have been looking very forward to this episode on Women of Horror. Happy Women of Horror Month! Also, Yay! side note, happy Black History Month! And Black History Month, yes. Yes. Very, very important to us as well. Say it loud, black and proud. <laughs> um, excuse me. Well, at least one of us. Yes, I, I fully you support. Are, you are in spirit. I am. There. This is why I am Casper. <laughs> <laughs> I am white as fuck. She's sister in spirit, though, you guys. I really am, though. I, <laughs> I, I love, I love all my black friends, all my every, I really actually wish, so, I don't know if you guys, side note, I don't know if you guys have watched, uh, horror, no, I always pronounce noir, (laughs) I always pronounce this word, noir, noir, see, I did it right this time, got it, this, that word is hard for me, I'm sorry, (laughs) um, I don't know if you guys have watched that on Shudder, but if you have a Shudder account, watch that, because I learned so much about, Black history and horror, and it was incredible. It was such a beautiful, beautiful film documentary, the way that they did it, and I highly recommend it. So I need to watch it. I yes. have Shudder. I need to get it or find a way to watch it because after you telling me about <clears throat> it, I definitely need to because mm-hmm. it's terrible with how I felt like there was so little that I knew about being a woman of color that there was so little I knew about black people in horror, not just black women, but just black people in general in horror. So, and I felt bad too, because I learned so much yeah. about it. And I was like, this makes me want to go back and watch all these movies now. And well, especially when you mentioned that they interview Keith David and yeah. I just, I loved him in everything that he did with John Carpenter. Yep. So especially the thing he was awesome in that. Movie, Absolutely. So. So, um, before we get into this episode, I wanted to let you guys know, next week we'll be doing ghost stories sent in by you. So, uh, please email us at dfwto90, no, dfwto8493 Yes. I apologize. We're still trying to get this email down because we don't use it often. So, um, dfwto8493 at gmail.com. Yes. You can message us on Facebook. Uh, don't fuck with the original is the page. You can message us on Facebook. Actually, too, if you want to, you can message us on Twitter. Um, the Twitter handle is dfwto8811. So, please feel free to message us on any of those platforms. Tell us your story. Let us know if you want us to use your name. If you want to stay anonymous, you can absolutely stay anonymous. Um, but we want to we want to get you guys involved, and we want to tell your your ghost stories. And uh, me and Becky will be sharing ours as well. Yeah, we'll repeat so. all of the names at the end of the show or, or the end of the podcast to you guys and uh, let you know. But um, yeah, we really want to get a, as many listener paranormal stories as possible. Um, it would just be really interesting to hear what you guys uh, have to share with us. And again, like Casper said, please give your names if you want us to use them. Just say, please, we give permission. If not, we'll stay completely anonymous. So. Yep, absolutely. So let's dive into Women of Horror Month. We wanted to start off with our favorite squeam, squeam, 
Oh, God. Squeam queens. <laughs> squeam queens. My favorite squeam queen. <laughs> oh, Jesus I'm just going to talk Christ. like this. It's <laughs> the outfit. My favorite squeam queen is... Um. <laughs> We're just going to talk like that through the rest of the podcast. <laughs> anyway, we wanted to start with our favorite squeam... I swear to God. Scream queens. Wow. And go from there. We're done. I'm done. Okay. We're done, guys. Bye. See ya. No. Okay. (laughs) Why is that so hard for me to say? Take two. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Okay. Scream Queens. Got it. So I'm going to let Becky go first with her favorite Scream Queen. Yes. My favorite Scream Queen. Um, Okay, guys. Uh, I absolutely adore, hands down, Miss Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh, gee. Yes. She's, she was my, my start, my first y'all. She popped my horror cherry as far as women of horror goes. And Casper almost spit her water. That was classic. I caught her at like the perfect moment, guys. Mid drink, pop cherry, and there goes the water. Um, no, she's good. She's just choking to death now. Um, I was not expecting that. Yeah, sorry. (laughs) Sorry. That was great. Wasn't that great? I had to. Um, but I'm sure you guys are all a fan. Okay, sorry guys, we had to pause. Um, I completely caught her off guard with the pop tour cherry thing. Hashtag pop tour cherry. That's that. I'm adding that. We're hashtag gonna put that to on this. Twitter. Pop, hashtag pop pop cherry cherry because it literally made her choke to death, and we had to pause the podcast. So we are back. Um, back, Jamie Lee Curtis. If you guys are any fans of hers, we all know that she starred in uh, John Carpenter's uh, Halloween as Laurie Strode, which pretty much solidified her at that point as a screen queen. She went on to do uh, The Fog again with John Carpenter, Prom Night, and Terror Train. She also came back and played Laurie in um, Halloween H2O and the more recent uh, Halloween movie that came out uh, last year, which was absolutely, absolutely phenomenal. So fucking good. Oh, my we God. Saw that, loved it. Loved every bit of it. Um, coincidentally, she is the daughter of uh, Janet Lee, who is, like, even more OOG screen queen. She was in Psycho, the amazing <laughs> Alfred, <laughs> Alfred Hitchcock movie. Um, so it's like, it was almost like she was destined. Her mom was a screen queen. She was screen queen. There you go. Um, so that sort of leads me into with, uh, John Carpenter and of course Halloween that came out in 1978, um, which was to me, I I mean, it's just like one of the most quintessential horror movies. Like my, my, I love me some Freddy Krueger, but definitely number two on that list has got to be Michael Myers and just the whole story and mythos <clears throat> behind Michael Myers. And I feel like that Michael Myers was like the first, like Halloween was one of the first horror movies that so like really scared people. Yeah. Because he was a, he was just a creepy stalker. I mean, well, that just started been. off that he was a kid. Yeah. I think that's what And he just fucking killed more. his sister for no reason. Done. Like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm just this creepy kid. And then <laughs> years later decides to come back and just be this creepy stalker. And just the way Dr. Loomis would describe him and he had... Oh, I love it when he says, um, I could only see black... Like... 
black in his eyes. Yeah. Like, it was just yeah, pure the devil's evil. eyes. Like, yeah. You know, that's just classic. So, um, that was pretty much Jamie Lee Curtis's starting role in Halloween. Uh, it was uh, written and directed by John Carpenter. Um, but if many of you are not aware, the other person behind the scenes with Halloween was a woman named Deborah Hill. Yes. Um, she was actually dating John Carpenter at the time, but this woman was such a quintessential factor to the making of Halloween. I truly believe that Halloween would not have happened without her. Um, she pretty much shaped a lot of the characters. She was around the same age as Jamie Lee Curtis and PJ Souls and a lot of the other actors in the movie. So she really related to them. They all lived together at one point. There's been a lot of interviews out there where Jamie Lee Curtis speaks very fondly of memories of hanging out with Deborah, um, sharing clothes together, clothes that the girls wore on set to the movie because they used a lot of their own clothes because it was such a cheap production back then that they used a lot of their own clothes and some of Deborah's clothes they changed into. So I just thought that was really cool. Um, she wrote the movie alongside uh, John Carpenter. She was also the producer. Um, she was born in a town in New Jersey called Haddonfield. And if any of you are a big fan of Halloween, that is the town, it is the fictional town in Illinois that Laurie Strode and Michael Myers are from, Haddonfield, Illinois, where the murders take place. So um, she went on to write and produce The Fog with John Carpenter, Halloween 2 she wrote and produced. She produced Escape from New York and Escape from L.A. She also produced Halloween 3, and she came back and produced and worked on The Fog with John Carpenter, the remake, um, in 2005. Which, by the way, was actually a really good remake. I Just liked it. Just a side note, I actually really enjoyed the remake. I liked <clears> it. <throat> um, I personally was one of those that enjoyed the original more, but uh, it was definitely a remake that I thought was well done. I, I thought it was well done. Um Deborah unfortunately passed away of breast cancer on March seventh, two thousand and five. She was only fifty four years old, but that a woman, real oh my god, it breaks my heart because she really left her mark on horror as a woman in the industry, and especially with I feel like one of the most quintessential horror movies of all time, Halloween. I really feel like a lot of that movie would not have existed without her. So, hats off to Deborah Hill, R.I.P. We miss you, and we it's still an infamy today. Like Halloween. Yeah. That, whole, that remake was so, so well done. Guys, she still gets producer credits. If any of you paid attention <laughs> yep, she to does. the credits in the 2018 Halloween, it will say based on the characters from Deborah Hill and John Carpenter. So she still gets producer credits. And even though they broke up years later and came back and worked on movies together, John Carpenter to this day speaks very fondly of Deborah. She was absolutely amazing. Very well crafted in what she did. So we miss her. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. <clears throat> well, so Casper wants to get into her Scream Queen. My Scream Queen, which if you guys listened to the first episode, you probably already know where this is going. Um, my my um, popped horror cherry was... <laughs> Hashtag popped horror cherry. Nev Campbell, actually. Um, so with Becky being a bit of an 80s kid and me being a 90s kid um it kind of it's funny because her scream queen is Jamie Lee Curtis and mine is Nev Campbell and Scream came out in the 90s I actually didn't even see Scream until oh god um because I was not allowed to watch horror movies so I didn't even watch Scream until I was probably 16 or 17 
you see our backgrounds were so different where right I you were raised in like, it good god Guys, I think, like, my first horror movie, I was, like, nine. <laughs> I was probably, like, way too young yeah. to watch it. But, yeah. It's um, been in my blood. But horror actually scared me a lot as a kid. And I, I went over this a lot in the first episode, too. But Scream reminded me of an adult Scooby-Doo. And I I don't want to, like, use that as a legit comparison. But Scooby-Doo was my... I loved Scooby-Doo as a kid. Love Scooby-Doo. So it was like, there's a mass killer, and we're trying to figure out who he is. You know why I'm laughing, don't you? Yes. <laughs> Guys, Matthew Lillard, who was Stu and Scream, also played Shaggy in the live-action Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo so yeah. I just think that's absolutely <laughs> hilarious that she's comparing Scream to Scooby-Doo. So shout out Matthew Lillard. Love him. I've never met him, but I've guy, seen him at a con before, Sydney. and he's a... I've heard he's an ultimately sweet guy, so I hope one day I do get to meet Matthew Lillard. But shout out Matthew Lillard and Nev Campbell, of course. (laughs) So, anyway, so that was the first uh, horror movie I ever saw where I actually, like, fell in love with the genre. Um, Which, funny story, Slasher really isn't my favorite now, but that movie really opened up a whole new world to me. And seeing a character like Sidney Prescott, who's just... God, movie after movie after movie is just tore down. Everyone around her is killed, and every time the killer's always after, ultimately always after her, never gets to her. She always outsmarts them. She never lets them bring her down, even in Scream 4 when she's like, oh my god, this is happening again. (laughs) She's still like... I'm not going to let this affect me. I'm not going, I'm going to fight. I'm always going to be that survivor. And that's why I always love Sydney Prescott. I named my fucking car Sydney. <laughs> Just a heads up. So 100% after Sydney Prescott. And like, I love, oh my God, I love Jamie Lee Curtis, like with everything in me. I love Halloween. I love, um, Heather Langenkamp from Nightmare on Elm Street. She's Fucking amazing. Oh my god. Yeah. Um, I told you guys, Freddy's my number one. Yeah, Freddy's sure. my number one. So, of course, Heather so, Langenkamp. Yeah. But back to screen real quick. I saw something recently on YouTube. Like, of course, I guys, I run down these, like, YouTube rabbit holes of, like, random videos. I'm sure most of you do yourselves. How did I get here? And, like, oh my god. How, how long have I been watching YouTube? How long have I been? Oh my god. Where am I at now? Um, and I don't know if you knew this, like, random fact, but... I thought it was funny, like, uh, they talked about the, this video I saw, they talked about, like, the very beginning with Drew Barrymore, like, and, uh, I don't know if you knew, but, like, the scene where her parents find her murdered, hanging from the tree, and how they, like, zoom in really quick, do you know that there was a reason why they did, there was a legitimate reason why Wes Craven did that? It was because the MPAA, the Motion Picture Association of America, wanted him to initially cut that scene out altogether because they said it was too violent or gory. And gory, he refused to. So he sped up the frame to keep the entire scene in the movie. Makes perfect sense. They wanted him to cut it out. Of course. It wasn't even that bad, guys. So it, was, it wasn't even it was that purposely, bad. And actually, the scene where she was stabbed, they initially actually wanted him to cut that scene out. And they said he, if he had an alternate scene, he lied and said he didn't shoot an alternate scene. So they let him keep it. 
And then they told him to cut the scene where they find her hanging. He said no, so he just sped up the frame to keep it in. So that man gave zero fucks. He's like... (laughs) Wes Craven was making his movie, and R.I.P. hats off to Wes Craven. And he's like, too. I don't want anyone to control what I do. This exactly. is how this was my vision. This what I. This is what I wanted, and it worked. And Wes Craven perfectly also made the Nightmare on Elm Street series, and you know that was one of the first movies where a woman actually really stood up to her predecessor and was like, "Fuck this guy! I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking do whatever I can to get him." Because that was made in 84. Yep. So that was actually, I don't even remember, I went to, when I went to Horror Hound and they had the Nightmare on Elm Street reunion, they said that Nightmare on Elm Street really built a genre where the final girl, it really kind of started the whole final girl thing because Heather Langenkamp was like, you can do whatever you want to me, but I'm going to fight with everything in me against this, this killer. Instead of just giving in. Right. So that's another reason why Nightmare on Elm Street is a huge thing to me. Because that really started the final girl generation. Which started Lori and Sydney and countless, countless other final girls who have who have come from that. Um, because even though, like, Halloween came out before Nightmare on Elm Street, Lori wasn't really so much a final girl. Like... She fought back, but there were, of course, like, little things like, oh, right. you dropped the knife. Oh, my God, you did. You know, like, <laughs> you know, obviously stuff later. But it's funny how, like, I think that's why a lot of us, like, true, passionate Halloween fans loved this new movie so much. Because we finally got to see the Lori that we wanted. We got to see that Lori that fu- that's fighting the fuck back. That's like, fuck you, Michael. You have robbed so many years from me. Like, I'm standing up for myself, and I'm fucking getting you, dude. Yeah, that that ending was awesome, guys. Jamie Lee Curtis was a fucking... (laughs) I Guys, I just love Jamie Lee Curtis, period. But, like, her in that last Halloween movie was just absolutely everything that a real Halloween fan wanted to see. I loved it. I loved every minute of it. I loved every bit of it. But, um, actually, in popular opinion, Scream 4 is actually my favorite. Shout out to Emma Roberts. Okay, again, I don't even care about spoilers at this point, because if you haven't seen Scream 4, watch Scream yeah, 4. Yeah, okay, it's been too long, guys. Um, Emma Roberts being the villain in this movie was amazing. I love how they did a spin on it being her niece or cousin. Cousin. Yeah. It was her cousin. I don't know why I said niece. It was not Sorry, her niece. no, you're fine. Her cousin... Um, that was actually really cool how they made her the killer. Emma Roberts is amazing. Trailing off from Scream now, we go into Scream Queens. Jamie Lee Curtis was in an absolutely amazing show that they came up with. I never watched it. Oh, she never watched Sorry, it. guys. I it know is, I said I love me some Jamie Lee Curtis, but... It was good. So Scream Queens is basically, long story short, it's a really, like, campy just ridiculous show where you have the Chanel's you have like all of them are named Chanel Emma Roberts plays a Chanel and then she has like other Chanel's and she calls them Chanel one Chanel two Chanel three like this is fucking ridiculous and Jamie Lee Curtis okay, like plays the Ashley's <laughs> yes and then you have Jamie Lee Curtis shout playing out the principal. to old school recess fans out there guys <laughs> and then you have Jamie Lee Curtis playing the principal 
And that that show was just great. There was a killer. Um, it was based loosely on Scream. Um, because there was more than one killer, which is trails off into this the Scream MTV series, which by the way, if you guys haven't seen the MTV series of Scream, it is fucking brilliant. Again, never watch. <sighs> I'm sorry, guys, look, I'm an old crone. Okay? Like, I will probably watch Scream Queens, but guys, I honestly haven't watched MTV since like, I don't know, since <laughs> back when MTV actually played music videos. Like, I'm I'm aging myself hardcore now, but like, I don't know. I'm I'm an old crone when it comes to MTV. And I don't know, I've, I've had a lot of people tell me that, like, look, if you really liked Scream, like the original series, this one had Wes Craven's blessing, by all means, you really need to watch it. And I'm like, all right, I... He's even listed in the, uh, in the credits, actually, as a producer. And again, going back to what we talked <clears throat> about last week with, like, Chucky and having the blessing of the original creators, that's where I'm kind of like, okay, maybe I might give this a shot, because if Wes Craven... Gave it his blessing before he passed, then I'm like, mm, okay. I honestly, I, really I have to, I have to admit, I did not go into that show thinking it would be good because I oh, scream opened like right. scream was like it means so much to me that I was like, mm, I don't know about this. And See, then I, I was watched there when, it. Like, the original scream came out, so I'm the same way. I'm like the purest of the original movies. Like, oh, scream, so good. so good though. But the show is actually fantastic, so you guys should give it a watch if you haven't watched it. Um, but Emma Roberts is not in that. Um, but we have Bex Taylor-Klaus and Wilma... I can't remember her last name, guys, but she plays the main girl. And they, they, they do a very phenomenal job with that. Um, but Emma Roberts is also an American Horror Story. Uh, she She's mostly in Coven. She plays one of the witches, which American Horror Story. Here we go on women in horror, right well, here. She was in. Um, she was in Freak Show. Yeah, she was in a little bit of Hotel uh, Cult. She was in Hotel too, wasn't she? In Hotel, I didn't watch any of Hotel. I, I think, think she was in Hotel. I think she, she was in a little hotel. bit. She was in a little bit of Cult mm-hmm. and Coven and Freak Show. Yeah. And then Apocalypse. Oh yeah. Okay. Yep. The newer one too. Um, which they actually. Like, combined Coven and, um, another one with that one, but, um, she was in that, and then we have, oh god, uh, Sarah Paulson, who, Jesus, Sarah Paulson. (laughs) Sarah Paulson is something. Okay, so when I found out Sarah Paulson was a lesbian. (laughs) RK is gonna be showing a little bit right now. Yay! Sarah Paulson, we worship We're you. We're here. We're queer. <laughs> Get used to it. <laughs> Sarah Paulson uh, is a gift to the universe. Can we just... Everything she's ever done... And she's so multifaceted, guys. I love someone that's a part of the LGBTQ community and can literally play gay, straight, anything. Like, she is yep. just an absolutely phenomenal actress. She is so well-rounded, she can literally do any type of genre. She can do comedy, drama, but I mean, horror is really her calling. She's so great. Even the little bit of Bird Box that she was in was amazing. Man, I'm but, sad she died like yeah. in the first 10 minutes of that. She's like, spoiler alert, watch Bird Box. <laughs> Damn it. God, come on, guys. Um, 
But yeah, she's she's was so good. She's been so amazing in the American Horror Story series. She has just been an absolute blessing in that series. I, I just I there's not enough that I can say about her. There really isn't. And she was in um the newest M. Night Shyamalan movie. Uh, Mr. Glass. Or Glass. And Glass, yeah. The trilogy of Unbreakable and Split. She did so, so, so well in that film. Yep. Um, and she, she really, she needs to, I want to see her as a legit main character in a horror film. Because she would dominate it. <clears throat> she really would. I think so. Um, Anna Taylor-Joy is another one that's up and coming. I think she's... I really think that she's going to be. Split she was in Split and, and The Witch. In The Witch. And um, she was also in Thoroughbreds. Morgan. And Morgan. Which is more like sci fi. Yeah. Horror, a little bit, yeah. yeah. Still thriller horror, kind yeah. of. Uh, but she did play the yeah. uh, daughter in The Witch. And that, that movie gets a lot of. I know you don't like that mm. movie. <laughs> Becky doesn't like that movie. Mm mm. I do. I actually really like that movie. Uh, but she did a phenomenal job in that movie. Um, Sorry, guys. I mean, she was good in it, but I'm just like... There was just... Mm. She doesn't hate it. her, or she it. doesn't oh, hate no. her, like, how no, she did. She loves her. She doesn't like the movie. <laughs> she was not about that. Uh, half the movie I gotta watch in subtitles and bird chopping mama's nipple off. I was out after that. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. Yeah, that was a little odd. The whole eating and off I the knew nipple. it was the goat, the whole the sheep, the goat, the whatever Black Philip. I knew it was him the whole Black damn Phillip, time. Black Philip. I knew it was him the whole damn time. Spoiler alert. Whatever. That was pretty cool. I did love that it was the goat was the devil the whole damn time. That was pretty damn cool. That was kind of that was kind of awesome. The ending was cool. Can we at least any of you out there that are big witch fans? Can we at least compromise on that? That I did enjoy. The ending, even though I totally called it, but I did enjoy the ending. As a witch, it was as a witch myself, that would love to dance naked around a bonfire in the woods. It was kind of funny, though, when she was just, like, trying to get him to talk, and then he finally was like, what do you want? Yeah, that was kind of cool. He's like, <laughs> he's like, oh my god, what? <laughs> it was almost like the kind of response you would expect the devil to give you. Like, like what do you want? I'm so annoyed right now. <laughs> like, <laughs> bitch, I've been trying to get a hold of you all this time. Bitch. Finally. Like, <laughs> I'm like, exactly how you would expect the devil to be like, bitch. Like, you know, like. I've been trying to get a hold of you. You won't listen to me. What do you want? Oh, I love it. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, which actually, witches makes me think of Sabrina. Oh wow! That um, have been such an amazing. Have you series. guys watched *Chilling Adventures of Sabrina*? It's because been such an holy shit! Real quick, before you side note into that, I did want to get back to the um, *American Horror Story* series. Yes. Before we side note, um, I had another woman of horror that I wanted to bring up real quick was Angela Bassett. Oh, I, honey, bring and, bring up Angela Bassett because we we're definitely gonna, of course, go into with it being Black History Month. Uh, women of color, black women in horror, definitely, of course. And Angela Bassett with the American Horror Story series just killed it. Um, she was in Coven, Freak Show, Hotel, Roanoke, and Apocalypse, where she came back and played uh, Marie Laveau from the Coven series. 
and she just has absolutely dominated the series. She is so, she's amazing. I feel like her and Sarah Paulson and, um, Kathy Bates. And of course, thank you. And of course, Miss Kathy, Kathy Bates, Bates, like OG, like they just absolutely do- Oh my God. Kathy Bates is a woman in horror. Come on. Misery. Misery. <laughs> Jesus. She killed it. She was and, the, she was the killer in Roanoke yeah, too. And yeah. she, Oh my God. Yeah. She's, she's, she's just amazing. So, um, and then that, that sort of goes into, um, that segues into West with Wes Craven. She did Vampire in Brooklyn, which uh, came out in '95. Eddie Murphy was in it. Did not get the best reviews. She got an amazing review for her for performance, but the movie itself, unfortunately, didn't get the best reviews. I hated that it didn't because it was kind of like a dark comedy horror that I personally really enjoyed, and I really loved the fact that it was a predominantly all black cast. And that uh, Wes Craven directed it. And that it was Eddie Murphy and Angela Bassett in horror. I thought it was something that had never been seen before. I thought it was a very original idea. It was a black vampire, which nobody had seen really since... I don't even know if Blade had come out yet. But um, nobody had really seen that since, like, Blackula in the 70s. So I personally really enjoyed it. If none of you have ever seen Vampire in Brooklyn, please see it. It's worth it. There's so many hysterical parts in it. And it's kind of showing off Eddie. Eddie Murphy plays several characters in it, which is really cool. So you sort of see like prior to like the Nutty Professor where he would be in makeup and play like several characters. He does that in this movie and it's it's really phenomenal. I enjoyed it. Um she was also, prior to that, in a sci-fi horror movie called Strange Days that a lot of people aren't familiar with. And that had Juliette Lewis in it. And I absolutely loved oh, Juliette Lewis. She's another one that's a woman God. of horror all the way through from Cape Fear to Natural Born Killers to From Dusk Till Dawn and uh, Cold Creek Manor, which was a really great movie that I enjoyed um, a lot with, uh, what's his name, from Blade, uh... Steven, uh... We're sorry about this, guys. God, we, it's guys, hard to remember all the names. so terrible with names sometimes. <laughs> like, you know when you see a face and you're it's just like... It's like half the time you see their who face, are you? but Steven you Dorf. Hello. Yes. We all know who Steven Dorf is. So, yeah, she was in, <laughs> she was in Cold Creek Manor with Steven Dorf, and that was a really great movie. You know what I there. actually really like, too, is that people like Angela Bassett and Juliette Lewis aren't just in horror... Like, they're such phenomenal actresses that they do other genres, and they're just as phenomenal at them. I mean, Angela Bassett, most of the movies that she did, she played real-life characters. She was Betty Shabazz in Malcolm X. She was Tina Turner in With Love Got to Do With It. I love she that She played uh, Biggie Small, Christopher Wallace's mom in the uh, Notorious movie, so... She's just an amazing actress all the way through, and so is Juliette Lewis. Like they can, and Juliette Lewis is a bomb ass singer. If you guys didn't know that she's in a band and she's been a singer, that woman is, she can sing her patootie off. Like she's she fucking can. amazing. She, she is can. like multi talented. I am so, and again, horror. She's going to be in the upcoming Ma movie with Hala. Women of Horror, Miss Octavia Spencer. If you guys have not seen the trailer for Ma, watch please. it. Guys, it blew me out of the fucking water. I have no, I don't know what's going on with horror in 2019, but this is going to be the fucking year, guys. There are some amazing horror movies coming out this year. Um, Us. Us? Can we talk about Us for a minute, Back to Angela Bassett, 
who was in Black Panther with Lupita Nyong'o. Like, who's in Us. Who's in Us. And, like, guys, oh my I am God. loving the fact that we are getting more black people in horror and we are getting all black casts in horror movies. We are getting out of this stereotype of black people being the first one killed in the movie. Like, we're getting out of that. We're actually having legitimate horror movies where the black people are either the heroes or it's an all-black cast. And and shout out to Jordan Peele. God love this man for yep. Get Out and Us. Us is going to be absolutely amazing. It I'm is going to so be happy. A I'm 100% so mindfuck. Yeah. Us and Ma, guys. Both of if them. If you have not seen the trailers for either one of those, pause and get on YouTube right now and look yes. them up and then get back. Because they are going to be amazing. But um, real quick before we get into Sabrina, I'm going to run through just some women of horror real quick. No, uh, you go right ahead. Throughout history, we've got Miss Pam Greer in Scream, Blackula Scream in 1973. Okay, wait a minute. Pam Greer, though. Can we talk about Pam Greer? Ghost because... of Mars, another John Carpenter movie she was in. It's very underrated and it's absolutely amazing with Natasha Hendridge. I love it. Such Pam Greer is a fucking bombshell. Yeah. Like, oh my god. You talk about somebody who's been doing acting all of her life and who is Foxy just a Brown. gorgeous, gorgeous Foxy black woman. Oh my god. Brown. <clears throat> Guys, Foxy Brown. That's all I'm gonna say. Y'all don't know who Pam Greer is. Y'all know who Get yourself know who Pam a lesson. Greer is. Get yourself a <laughs> lesson. Foxy Brown just... Foxy Brown. That's all you gotta that's, do. That's all you Foxy need Brown. is Foxy Brown. That's it. Oh, and watch Jackie Brown, because if you're a Quentin Tarantino yes. fan, I know so many people that are Quentin Tarantino fans that when I say Jackie Brown, they've never seen it. And I'm like, then you are not a Quentin Tarantino fan. It is absolutely amazing, phenomenal, helped revive her career, wonderful soundtrack, Samuel Jackson's in it, Robert De Niro's in it, like... Hands down. Um, Grace Jones, Vamp, in 1986. Le- guys, Lisa Bonet and Angel Heart in 1987. If you have never seen Angel Heart, you better recognize. Guys. Okay, so this is prior to Mickey Rourke getting plastic surgery and fucking his face up, because we're not even going to talk about what Ricky, <laughs> Mickey Rourke looks like now. But when Mickey Rourke was sexy... Back in the day, and guys, this there's a sex scene. This was that movie that almost got Lisa Bonet kicked off the Cosby show, which now that what we know about Bill Cosby probably would have been a blessing in disguise. But she had a sex scene in Angel Heart that was phenomenal. And her daughter, Zoe Kravitz, looks just like her, and I'm floored at how sexy that family is. But anyway, I digress. Um... <laughs> I get off on Lisa Bonet, guys. This will we'll be lost off the whole damn podcast. We'll go off into something. She she loves she loves. Not her. gonna have nothing to do with horror anymore. This is gonna be the Lisa Bonet podcast <laughs> for the whole rest of the show. Um, Jada Pinkett Smith, who not only was in Demon Night, back to our scream, she was in Scream, scream Two. Yeah. Um, Angela Bassett again in Vampire in Brooklyn. Name uh, Naomi Harris in Twenty Eight Days Later. Holly Berry in Gothica. Um, Sinai Lathan in Alien vs. Predator. Um, and then I almost forgot about Rachel True in The Craft. That was Oh, Rachel so. True. Who, guys, she's gorgeous. She's 50. Just, I oh my, I doing. can't. Like, I don't, what, what are you, okay, side note. Listen, ladies. I'm gonna need to Whoever's know. listening to this, Nev Campbell, who is 40 fucking 7. Rachel True, who is 50. Yeah, she's in 50, 50 you said? Yeah. 
Um, Jennifer Tilly, who is 60. Angela Bassett is 60. Angela Bassett is also 60. What the fuck are you guys doing? If you're bathing in the blood of virgins, (laughs) I need to know. (laughs) Because, oh my god, I will make it happen. No, I'm just kidding. No. Um. Oh, Jesus. Something. We need to do something. Like Because y'all look fine. Guys, 40 is creeping up on me quick. So I'm going to need to know your secret so that I can look like this in 20 years. Okay? I need to know. Sorry, guys. Got a little verklempt. I'm going to need this weather to something. Yeah, guys, we are going through some shit here in the Midwest. It is crazy in Ohio right now. It's been a torrential downpour all fucking day and... It's just kicking up all kinds of shit. So we yeah, all you ladies, I'm going to need to know what's going on because yeah. <laughs> we need your secret. We need your secret. Like, especially Angela Bassett and Jennifer Tilly. You fuckers are 60. You're 60 and you look like you're in your early 40s. If that. Yeah, we need to know a secret. How? <laughs> I... I I don't understand. I still think it's bathing in the blood of virgins. But I'm just saying. Well, <laughs> don't be looking for crimes about virgins soon. <laughs> Becky's going to be behind that. I just gave away my whole alibi. Well, she Gave it all away. Damn it. So, speaking of Jalen Fertilli, we, we, this, this podcast, I love this podcast, though, because we're just like, speaking of this person, it goes into a whole tangent yeah, about we'll this. Yeah, we'll get into Sabrina here. We'll, we'll get into Sabrina. Jennifer Tilly. Um, Chucky. Tiffany. The one and only Tiffany. Um, can we just talk about her voice in Tiffany, though? Because is it just me, or does it look like that voice doesn't match that doll? <laughs> like, I love her as Tiffany. I, I absolutely I love it. But when that doll talks, you're just, you see Jennifer Tilly, and you don't... It also makes me laugh like- how in Call of Chucky... Fiona Doris' character goes, has anyone ever told you you look like a lot like Jennifer Tilly? And she's like, yeah, I get that a lot. <laughs> and I'm like, you are Jennifer Tilly. Like, it, it's so confusing. <laughs> You're just like, what? But she does an amazing job as, um, as Tiffany. And then you have Fiona Doris, which the fact that Fiona has actually started playing in these films when she grew up. With pretty much nothing but Chucky right. every fucking where. I mean, like, she... Let's see, the movie... The original came out in 88, and she's... She was probably a young kid when that came out. Um, so, you're looking at somebody who watched her dad grow up as this doll. And now she's playing her dad as Chucky, being Chucky in herself. And she does it brilliantly, by the way, because she has his laugh down to a T, and it's crazy. Um, well, I think you can call that genetics. <laughs> right. She I looks. Really she, she's a spitting image of her father. Yeah. I mean, okay, just, so she's 37. She would have been seven when the original movie came out. So she so, was seven yeah. years old? Yeah. So she has literally grown up with, yeah. with Chucky. With dad as Charles Lee Ray. Right. Like pretty much her entire 30 years. So she's grown up with that laugh, like, right. all, the, all the time. And, yep. When she fucking walks out of that mental institution in slow-mo with the red scarf, I'm just like... (sighs) 
Do you know what almost sort of gave me vibes, though? Guys, if none of you know Brad Dorff's history, one of his first starring roles was One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, where he played a mental patient. So it's sort of funny. Like, he... (laughs) Yeah, it's funny how her dad's career has just spanned, like, so many years. And he has been in so many amazing movies and has had such a history. But it's like, hands down, he will go down in history as Chucky. And I love that his daughter has just like fallen right. She's like, I want to do it too. <laughs> I love it though. Like it's really, it's awesome. Cause those movies blew me out of the water. I really love that they went back to the, I love the heart of child's play and how creepy and violent and dark and scary Chucky really was. And it really, a little bit of humor. Cause obviously it's kind of funny cause he's a <laughs> Right. I mean like you're going to laugh cause you're just like, man. To chuck that fucking thing. Like, there's so many well, times besides, later when I was older where I was like, okay, there's like a million and one ways I'd have killed that fucking doll. But like, so it was kind of funny, but like, really, the last two movies, like, they were still humorous, but they really brought it back to how dark the right. original Child's Play really was. And that I was excited. I was really happy about I that. I absolutely loved I then like I said, I and loved Fiona how great. Fiona. Yeah, She's the, great. Absolutely. I remember great. seeing Curse. And not even knowing that Fiona was in it. Excuse me. I just started watching it. It was one of those. I, I like to sometimes go into movies blind where I don't watch a trailer. Oh, yeah. I kind of just like to put it on and watch it. Well, when I put it on, I thought to myself, Lord, that woman looks just like Brad Dorf. I literally was like, who is that? And when I Googled it, I literally mouth agape was like, I'm an idiot. That's his fucking child. Like, no wonder yeah. she looks just like him. See, I knew ahead of time, and then when I saw her, I was like, oh, yeah, you definitely look yeah. like your dad. You look just like Especially dad. in person. I met, but I had the honor of meeting both of them last year, and they sat next to each other. <laughs> and I looked at him, and I looked at her, and I was like, wow. Like, that's adorable. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, she's him. Just... He just literally just an absolutely beautiful version of him, though. She's gorgeous. She's absolutely gorgeous. Um, but Bride, of, besides the original Child's Play, Bride of Chucky's actually my favorite. And I, I just, I love Jennifer Tilly in that movie. And when she picks him up and is like, you're actually kind of cuter like this. I was like, I agree. He's, he's kind of cute. as a little redhead asshole of a doll. <laughs> like, oh, you're so cute. <laughs> I do have my soft spot for gingers. Yes. So I have to have my soft spot for Chucky. <laughs> so, I um, I, do, I love him too. Yeah. Probably why he's our mascot. He's adorable. He's so cute. He really is. That's why I said the movie was hard to take seriously at first because he's just like, for real. And then it, it was sort of funny that they made it funny later because it was like, how could you not? How could you not with that? See, the Chucky was a little of, bit much for me. I, guys, I, hated Cena Chucky. That like, one was a little bit much for me. I, I didn't care for it at all. Sorry, Don. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, Don. Don, I I, Don but I really I appreciate that man, she but... went away from that and went straight to curse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. that that transition that you did, that you just kind of left Seed alone and we were like, yeah, we're just gonna... Two that was up that happened. That but we're like, we're gonna go to curse and go into this new storyline and I really, 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 really hope you make a full movie with Fiona and Jennifer together because I'm going to need that. Or at least put them <laughs> in some way into the new show. Or that, yes. Absolutely. Because I I love both of them. And it's so funny at the end of the movie when she walks up to her and she goes, well, this is different. And she's like, <laughs> I don't know. I can get used to it. And I was like, same. 
<clears throat> Hashtag me too. Like I ship. <laughs> I ship one hundred percent. I ship I, sh- I ship Fiona Fur. <coughs> or Giona. Nah. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> Fiona. Fiona Fur. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so going back to Sabrina. If you guys have not watched the new series of Sabrina, me and Becker are actually really big fans of it. Um, they, it's so dark. Yeah. It's really awesome, though. It I, is. It, you know, I was an original fan of, I was one of these kids back in the 90s that read the Betty and Veronica comics, so I came across The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina in the original comics when I was younger, and... I also grew up with the Sabrina the Teenage Witch show with Melissa Joan Hart, which was cute, but it was nothing like what the original comics were. And to see this show take it on in that way and be as dark, if not darker, just blew me out of the water, you know? And of course there were a lot of things, you know, I, I did hear some things in online with other witches. And again, like I said, I am a witch that took offense to a few things and, there were even a few things on my radar that were sort of like, you know, that's not true in what we really believe in, but I have to take into account that this is a fictionalized story, and when you do take that into account, I appreciated it, and I loved every bit of it, and I thought the acting in it was so phenomenal, Superb. especially from such young actors. and Superb. It just blew me out of the water. Like, the whole cast was just absolutely amazing. I really, really, really enjoyed it. I, enjoyed I, it I did, too. It. I loved the, um, like you said, when, when you're going into it, you don't expect it to be as dark as it is. But, oh, my God. It's it's very... Um, yeah, Kiernan <laughs> Shipka is uh, Sabrina. Yeah. And she's only 19. I mean, this girl is like... I hadn't seen her. The only other thing... I know she was in Mad Men. I didn't watch Mad Men. Yeah, she was um, a big part of Mad Men. The only other thing I had seen her in was... Um, she was in the uh, Feud series, the Betty and Joan episode. And then she was also in the... Um, made-for-TV movie, Flowers in the Attic, um, which is based on the uh, Petals in the Wind series of books that I read. Um, But, yeah, prior to that, I really didn't know her in anything. Um, Also, we see Ross Lynch of Disney fame, who later went on to do My Friend Dahmer. Praise Satan. Which this kid (laughs) is just into horror now, I guess. Praise Um, And then um, I really love that uh, the character of Susie Putman is played by a um a beautiful uh I don't want to misgender um but her name is uh I'm I'm, I'm going to butcher it I'm sorry guys but it, I think it's uh Lachlan Watson L A C H L A N probably Lachlan Lachlan yeah. Watson um uh, they identify as a uh, non-binary. Um, I think that's amazing. That that's they, cool. I didn't actually know a, that. It's a, uh, I, I think that the character is LGBTQ on the show. They kind of, they, they kind of make it out like she's a lesbian. Yeah. It's kind of how they make it out. Yeah. How they make it out. Uh, but, but still, she could still be non-binary on the show yeah, but, actually. And it, it, but <clears throat> Rockland is identifies as non-binary so very cool yeah very like cool. i said i did not want to misgender they so uh i apologize i don't want to use the wrong pronoun but um yeah it's just such a young amazing cast but it's also got um 
Michelle Gomez, Miranda Otto. Michelle Gomez was in, um, I believe she was in, I don't want to mess this up, but I think she was in Lord of Salem, which I absolutely. That's such a phenomenal movie. one of my favorites. Yes. That is definitely on, maybe. (laughs) Maybe I screwed that up. Maybe she wasn't in Lord of Salem. It's been a minute. Sorry, she was not in Lords of Salem. I'm sorry, guys, but Lords of Salem, there's another, like, Woman of Horror movie that I actually absolutely That's a really good movie. I haven't haven't seen it in a very long time, though, so. But, yeah, it's got Lucy Davis and, um, of Shaun of the Dead fame, Michelle Gomez, Miranda Otto. So, I mean, it's got a full cast of just some really amazing, not only seasoned veteran actors and actresses, but really young actors and actresses as well. And yeah, it's just a really well-rounded cast. It's like phenomenal. Netflix really blew it out of the water with they that did. show. They really did. And the second season is back in April. So you guys have plenty of time to get caught up. Plenty of time. Plenty of time to get caught up. And it's so. really easy to binge. And, I did it in two days. Oh, I did too. And watch the Christmas special. Ooh, it was so good. It'll go into the the storyline very well. So. It's also very funny that I've started saying, like, praise Satan and Obi Oh my Elizabeth god, it's and... literally turned into our favorite gift. Like, <laughs> how often Satan. do we send each other praise Satan with Miranda as one of the aunts saying it's like... Praise just Satan. Getting the, yeah. Even though, <laughs> technically, I don't really believe in Satan, so it's, like, really funny. But, and know, I, I do, so I don't really like, like saying so, it. Like, we but... don't, but it's, like, hilarious. Like, it's just such a play on it that it's just, like, this is... Well, if you haven't seen it, every single phrase where you say, like, oh, my God, or thank God, or thank Jesus, or Jesus Christ, any kind of sentence that you say like that that's God, they replace it with versions of Satan's name. So it's like, praise Satan, or thank Lucifer, or praise Beelzebub, or, like, anything like that. And it's one of the funniest things I've ever seen. It's fantastic. It's really, really, really funny. Like, how many ways could they write into the script variations of... (laughs) Satan bless you, like Satan bless. Oh my god, I forgot about that one. Satan bless you. Satan bless you if you sneeze, like that's so funny. Um, Like try not to catch yourself saying it to somebody in public, and they right. Did you like? I try not to say it in front of my parents because they'd be like, "Excuse me," I'd be like, "I'm not actually serious." uh, It's a movie. (laughs) It's from sorry. It's from something that sorry. So anyway, um, um, moving on to another one, um, I'm actually wearing a shirt of the Saska sisters. Um, yeah, I was going to ask you how to pronounce that. Cause it's Saska. I, I okay. used to say Soska. Saska. But it's Saska. Um, Jen and Sylvia Saska. Mother of God. You talk about two women that just have really dominated the horror scene, especially, they're mostly directors. They do put themselves in their movies. Um, American Mary. If anyone doesn't know anything much about the Saska sisters, American Mary would probably be your biggest thing that you would know. Catherine Isabel is another woman of horror who ginger snaps. Um, I've got her on my list because I, the year you met the Saska sisters was the year I met Catherine Isabel. And guys, uh... (laughs) One of the only, I think, like, three times that I ever really completely freaked out in front of a celebrity that I met. I kept smelling her hair. I thought they were going to call security because I wouldn't let her go. She told her um, she would run away to Canada with I her. I was really ready to just divorce and run away. Really. Guys, she's, uh, if you've never seen what Catherine Isabel looks like, like, my God. 
American Mary, Ginger Snaps, See No Evil 2. Oh, I'll go down the line, guys. Uh, Disturbing Behavior was the very first feature film. It was in 1998. She was James Marsden's character, Steve Clark's sister, Lindsay. Um, she had a pretty small role, so her really, like, first feature role was Ginger Snaps. Um, that was written by a woman named Karen Walton. I read about a documentary that she was in that was featured in Canada called Pretty Bloody Women of Horror. So I really want to see that if I can get my hands on it. If you haven't seen it, please let me know if you've enjoyed it. Apparently it was only exclusively seen in Canada. Um, She followed that up with Freddy vs. Jason, the uh, sequel to Ginger Snaps 2, Unleashed, uh, the uh, Ginger Snaps, the third one, Ginger Snaps Back, the beginning. She was in the sequel to 30 Days of Night, Dark Days, uh, again, American Mary in 2012 with the Saska Sisters. Um, she came back to work with the Saska Sisters in the sequel to See No Evil. She was also in a great movie called Torment that came out in 2013, um, as well as 88 and 2015, and uh, The Girl in the Photographs in 2015, which was a really, really great movie that's on Netflix. That was a really good um, movie. She did a lot of horror TV shows, too. And, I mean, everything from the X-Files to Supernatural um, to the Hannibal series, which if none of you got a chance to watch, it was absolutely amazing. She played Mason Verger's sister, Margot Verger, which, if any of you read the books, I read the book Hannibal, and Margot Verger is such an essential character in the books that was virtually completely left out of the movie, which really upset me, because even though I love... Anthony Hopkins as Hannibal Lecter. The movie Hannibal was sort of lackluster. And leaving Margot out, I thought, was just like, you guys screwed up. Because he was so great in the book. So, for them to bring that character back on the show, and for them, for Catherine Isabel, of all people, to play that character, blew me out of the water. So, um, she's just a phenomenal actress. She's like another one of those, like, hands-down screen queens. If she you is. go back through her history. And, uh, if again, like... Casper said, if you really want your first introduction to the Saska sisters, because they're even featured in a cameo in American Mary, you need to watch American Mary. There is, like, so much girl power, fuck yeah, get it girl, do your thing, blood, gore, revenge, surgeries, body (laughs) modifications, sexy Catherine Isabel, sexy sexy Saska sisters, like, sexy, sexy, sexy all over... Sexy gore blood, everything. Like, American Mary is such... Guys, I literally cannot tell you how fucking phenomenal that movie is. That movie is very underrated, too, because you don't really... Uh, the Saska sisters are doing the remake of Rabid that's coming out this oh year. Oh my god, I am so and I'm so excited for that. Guys, if you've never seen the original Rabid, that movie is fucking insane. Insane. It's so good. Well, have I, you seen some of the pictures from the new one? No, I haven't. Ooh, yet. I girl. need to. Because if you guys haven't, look up pictures from behind the scenes of the new Rabbit. I can't. So, I'm, guys, I'm so stoked I'm going to give this. you a quick premise of the original Rabbit. I'm going to look up real quick when that came out. But the original premise was a woman who was in an accident, and all of a sudden she discovers this orifice under her armpit that shoots out this phallic-like thing that... Basically. I mean, there's really no other way to put that. <laughs> like, eats people. <laughs> so, I mean, 1977, it's a David Cronenberg movie. Guys, David Cronenberg is my fucking 
man when it comes to hair. You know, I know we're talking about women, but when it comes to fucking horror film directors, David Cronenberg, guys, so it's to see women take on a David Cronenberg movie, especially being at Saska Sisters, I'm, I'm fucking down. I'm so happy. And if you've never seen the night that came out in 1977, um, Marilyn Chambers, who originally started off, she kind of became a little bit of a horror movie screen queen herself, but, um, Marilyn Chambers originally started off as a porn actress, so I think that's fucking amazing. But, um, yeah, she basically kind of, after that, went into a little bit of a horror movie uh, screen queen herself, and Rabid was her first horror movie she did, and it was phenomenal. And I'm so happy to see the Sasko sisters take on it. They They are really setting a mark for women in the horror industry as far they as really writing, are. producing, directing... Yeah, this movie's really going to set them. So, oh, absolutely. If you yeah. want to see their first introduction, see American Mary. Watch American Mary. Watch. <clears throat> I do recommend Sin No Evil Two. Uh, that movie's not fantastic by any means, but I think it's a great film. I think they did a phenomenal job. Um, when I say the Saska sisters are nice, they are nice. I mean, like I've met I met them last year. Um. Literally every single time I walked by these women, they hugged me. I'm not even joking. They, um, when I, I, I met them a few times, because there was, there was nobody at their table a few times I was in the same room, so I walked, I went up and talked to them, and it was just, it's so refreshing for them to be so in love with their fans, and so into their work, and they are probably one of my ultimate favorite female directors, because, of just seeing how they are as people. They're so humbling. They're they're hum- humbling. They're so humble. They're so down to earth. They're so brilliant. And I told them I was like American Mary is one of the best movies I've ever seen and it really is. I the the musical, the whole thing with the stitching up and the music montage during it is fucking amazing to me. Like the way that they do that. So I cannot wait to see what they do with Rabbit. I really can't. Guys, they also did, uh, they also had a hand in the anthology series ABCs of Death 2, which I personally loved. ABCs of Death, I loved both of them. I loved ABCs of Death 1 and 2. Um, but ABCs of Death 2, uh, they did with, um, Tristan Risk, who was also an American Mary. She was amazing in that um she was also in their movie dead hooker in a trunk um and it was the t segment of uh abc's of death too so really um, if you guys get it i didn't know that yes yes so it was t for torture porn so you guys that was the sister starring tristan risk from american mary and dead hooker in a trunk if you guys get a chance to watch that it's probably one of my favorites from that segment um it's amazing so it's absolutely amazing. Speaking of Sino Evil 2, Danielle Harris. Oh, guys. Halloween. Danielle Harris. Go. Back to Halloween. Like, child. What? Six? <laughs> Was she six? Yeah. In that movie? Well, no. She would have been a little bit. Maybe eight. Maybe ten. older. Maybe around ten or so when she did the Halloween movies. Not was, only did she do Halloween 4 and Halloween 5, 4 and but 5, she came yeah. back and did Rob Zombie's Halloween remakes 1 and 2. Yep. As an adult, she's been in 
uh, See No Evil 2. She was in actually a new movie called Camp Camp something with Chad Michael Murray. She was 11. Sorry. She was 11. She was in Halloween. She was born in 77. She was, uh, it was in 88 when Halloween 4 came out. She was Gotcha. So she was 11. Um, so that was really cool to her to come, for her to come back and play in the, uh, Rob Zombie Halloween, which the original Halloween, Rob Zombie's Halloween I liked. Halloween 2. Sorry, Rob Zombie. Um, yeah, we'll just, (laughs) we'll just skip over that one. We'll just say, uh, Yeah, I I love Danielle Harris, man. God, same. She started off as a child actress and then kind of morph into really taking on the horror genre as much as she has. That's that's awesome. Yeah, she's she's also again incredible. I'm telling you guys, if you guys haven't been to Horror Hound, I I've met Danielle Harris twice now. She's she's something. She's so nice and just very welcoming and small. Catherine Isabel's the same way, guys. Like, people tell me I'm teeny tiny. She was, I could wrap my arms around her. She was uber teeny tiny. And you did wrap your arms around her? I did. Guys, we're not kidding when we say, like, I'm never gonna let you go. Never gonna gonna give you up. Gonna hold you in my arms forever. Guys, seriously. (laughs) Never gonna give you up. Never gonna let you down. I was never, ever, 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 ever. I was ready to run away with that woman. I'm just saying. She loves her a lot. I really do. Really love me some Catherine Isabel. She's awesome though. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I love, I love her. Um, so there was Danielle Harris. I'm trying to think. Like, God, there's, there's so many women. I had Barbara guys. Crampton. Oh, please! By I all just means, watched a movie Barbara with her Crampton. last night um, called Dead Night, which actually, if you guys have never seen it, it came out last year in 2018. Randomly caught it on cable. wasn't that bad? It's pretty good. Um, AJ Bowen was in it, who um, I have had the pleasure of meeting. I've uh, I unfortunately did not get to meet Barbara Crampton the year that they had the Reanimator um, reunion, uh, but Reanimator was pretty much her first start into horror. Um, she went on to do From Beyond, Puppet Master, um, and then uh, did a few uh, uh, soap operas in the 90s, and then later came back to do Your Next, which also had A.J. Bowen in it. So fucking um, amazing in that she movie. She was in Lords of Salem 2. Um, yeah, she was great in Your Next. I loved it. Uh, then she did We Are Still Here, which I absolutely loved. And she got critical acclaim for that movie. If you guys have not seen, I don't know if it's still on Netflix, but if it is, if you guys have not seen We Are Still Here yet, I loved it. It was so great. It was really, really great. Um, Beyond the Gates was also really good. I enjoyed it. That should still be on Netflix. And then um, Death House was just awesome because that was just sort of like, let's just throw everybody from horror we can in one big <laughs> movie and there you go. Um, but yeah, uh, and guys, um, she's naked in Reanimator. So just saying. I mean, the movie came out in 1985, but uh, she's still hot. So yeah, just saying. So, but Reanimator was a great movie. That was a great movie, yeah. Naked, but. That was like an added bonus. Um, You're like, oh, yes. Uh, Barbara Crampton naked. But no, yeah, that movie was amazing. It was so good. And I I got to meet Jeffrey Combs, which was just like the highlight for me. Because Reanimator was, again, one of like my first introductions into horror. And it's all H.P. Lovecraft. And if any of you guys love H.P. Lovecraft, that movie was phenomenal. And 
she just blew it away in it. And again, one of these women that is like, what is your secret? Because she's absolutely gorgeous. She's yep, still she beautiful is. to this day. And yep. she's one of those like OG screen queens. And it was just so great to see her in your next to finally like, that was kind of seeing her come back. I was like, yeah, it was. Oh my God, that's, is that Barbara Crampton? So like, and yeah, so it was just such a take. It was such a different take in, like, what I was used to seeing her in the 80s, and she's coming back, and she's this mom, and her kids are dying, and she's like, what's going on? That was and, a great movie. Oh, it really God. was. It was such a phenomenal movie. So good. So good. So, another one that we could talk about is Vera Farmiga, the Farmiga sisters. Yep. Um, Tessa? Tessa, Tessa? 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 I, I super apologize also... if I'm saying it wrong. T A I S S A. Yep. <laughs> um, we'll see. We'll say Tessa yes. for sake of argument. Yes. Um, American Horror Story. She's mostly in Coven. She was in Murder House, and she was in Apocalypse. Uh, for the longest time, I thought she was Vera Farmiga's daughter. <laughs> Guys, I did too. I, I, I really there's did. A big age difference. There's a big age difference. So. Um, but I mean, look at them. It, they're twins. They literally, it, Vera Farmiga is Tessa Farmiga in 25 years. Yeah. So they, they look so much alike, but and Vera, you know, they didn't want to cast her in the nun. They first, didn't. No, they didn't. Because her sister, you know, if you guys obviously know the nun is in the conjuring universe. Vera is in the conjuring as Lorraine Warren and Tessa was in the nun. Um, she just, outacted every other actress that auditioned like but of course with her sister being a part of the same universe they didn't want to seem biased but they they did audition hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of other girls but tessa was the only one that took it so her yeah. acting ability is what got her that role so don't get it twisted before people want to think that it's because she's vera's sister and that's how <laughs> she got the role like that had nothing to do with it. Actually, they did not want to cast her. She got that role through her own blood, sweat, and tears. Yep. Through acting her ass off. So and she's good at it. Hats off to her. She's she very good at it. She out of the fucking water with She that. did a phenomenal, phenomenal job. Phenomenal. Yep. So good. So her in that movie, and then, like you said, Vera plays Lorraine yes. in, the in the Conjuring series. Conjuring series but yes. can we talk about Norma Bates? Oh my god, guys. If you haven't watched the the whole Bates Motel Again, series. Again, going back to Psycho, Jamie Lee Curtis's mom, Janet Leigh, was yes in the original Psycho, which I can say, you know what, I really loved Rihanna as that character. Can I just say I like? I kind of liked how they did that? I liked it after acting, seeing it. Her acting is mm, a little flat, yeah. but she's not an actress, guys. She's not. Obviously, <laughs> she's a singer. Acting was a little flat. But I, I kind of love how they did that. Yeah. I love that, that take on, I was like, oh, okay, that's interesting. At first when they casted her, I was like, no. And then when I saw it, I was like, I was better. the same way. Then I saw it, I was like, oh, <laughs> I was okay. like, okay, I, I, I see. I like what they did here. I but, like what they did here. Interesting. And you have, like, Olivia Cook in that in that series, too, God, which she's, so she's blown the fuck up. Can we talk about how she's in everything now? Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't she in Ouija? She was in Ouija. Yeah. She was in Thoroughbred. She yeah. was in, um... Ouija was good, guys. Yeah. Ouija Sorry, Origin of Evil, though. Table with the phone. Uh, oh, my God. Origin of Evil okay, was so, so original, much better. The, yeah. So, guys, the prequel, sequel... Well, prequel. Anyway, it was a prequel to Ouija, but it was the second one to come out. 
That one was absolutely phenomenal. And can we just say that the main actress, the mom, and the Carla daughter... Guigino? No, or that, was not the, that was not the mom. Oh, no, that's not the mom. Nope. Not the mom in Ouija. But no. she played the sister in The Haunting and Hill House. But It's okay. the woman who looks like her, who plays Renezza May in Twilight. Yeah. <laughs> because I get them mixed up all the time, because yeah, they look so similar. Elizabeth Riser. That's the actress name. Uh, I apologize to you. You actually, this is why I loved the casting in Haunting of Hill House, because you guys looked so, you look so similar. She was in the Twilight Saga, she was in Ouija Origin of Evil, and she was also in the Haunting of Hill House, so. Yes. Because she plays Esme in Twilight. I, I got that mixed up. I apologize to you, because you look a lot like Carla. You guys really do favor quite a bit. But, um, so going back to Norma, Norma Bates, though, like, Vera Farmiga's character as Norma Bates was fucking incredible. If you have never seen Bates Motel, I have actually watched the entire series four times all the way through. Guys, it was such a great series. I mean, I'm such a fan of Alfred Hitchcock. I grew up with Alfred Hitchcock's movies. That was another one of my introductions into horror. And um, it just absolutely was such a phenomenal movie. And, like, again, one of these first movies to kill a main character in the beginning of the movie, pre-screen. You know, and then to spawn these stories of of Norman, his psyche, and everything. And in this show, I was like, when I first found out about the show, I was like, whoa, we're going to take on Psycho, but, like, from this perspective, I don't know how I feel about this. And from start to finish, it blew me out of the water. And Vera Farmiga's, I had not seen her prior in anything like this and she absolutely blew me out of the water that woman is a phenomenal actress she she killed that character she killed she it. did especially like when she would have her fits and she just scream and like god you were like well no fucking wonder norman is the way he is Jesus, look at his mother that's crazy <clears throat> and uh she i was actually introduced her because of to her because of orphan um, oh, there you go. If hey, you haven't seen crazy ass horror movie too, um, that uh, that's what introduced me to Vera Farmiga. She played the mom, and long story short, this me kid too. has a disease. She's forty, but it makes her look like she's a kid, and she basically kills anyone who won't sleep with her. So she tries to sleep with her quote unquote dad because they adopt her, and he won't sleep with her. Y'all, so Wilson is. Diggity fucked up if you that movie's fucked up oh my god it's so good though and vera farmiga plays her mom her adoptive mother and after i saw that movie i was like i'm gonna need to look you up and watch what you've been in yeah so seeing her playing the mom or playing her playing norma bates i was like wow vera farmiga is a powerhouse and we never got that backstory. That's what I love so much about Bates Motel, is we never got... Psycho was so fueled by the fact that Norman was obsessed with his mother. What started this obsession with his mom? Anybody that was a fan of the series... I mean, we got a few movies afterwards that, you know, they were kind of hokey, but we never really touched on who his mom was. So to take this mythos of Norma to what shaped Norman to what he would ultimately become, I thought was such an amazing concept to begin with. And then you take their acting choice in making Vera as, as Norma. 
Done. She blew well, the, the chemistry water. between her and Freddie was was really too. good. Yeah. Oh my god. That means a lot. Yeah. If you can have that on screen and it translate to the viewer, like, and it definitely did. Like, Freddie I, I more as Norman Bates though. You thought Vera Farmiga was good as normal. Holy shit. Right. Like, again, we know we're talking about women of horror, but just just saying, Freddie Highmore dominated Norman Bates. Yes. Dominated it. Yeah, he really did. So, going back to Haunting of Hill House, if you guys haven't seen that, Netflix is just, like, throwing all this amazing horror shit out. Like, just... Guys, if you have not caught on Netflix yet, I'm gonna need you to, to get on that, because... <laughs> They're Get on that. They're killing the game, guys. Haunting of Hill House had one of the very few scenes in any horror movie that has actually made me scream. There's a scene towards the end of the the series where the two, there, two of the sisters are fighting in the car. And then fucking Nell, just from out of, literally out of nowhere, <clears throat> comes in between them and screams. And I literally was just holding my phone and like went, Wah! and just like threw it. Scared the absolute shit out of me. It was one of the most unexpected things I've ever seen in my life. Haunting of Hill House is a psychological paranormal movie or uh, show. And guys, shout out to shout out to Shirley Jackson. It's based on a book originally written by Shirley Jackson in 1959. That woman, if you read about her life story, just as a woman, she experienced a lot. Was even accused of being a witch. So I mean, she just had a life of her own. But that woman wrote such a phenomenal book, and for the novel itself to be adapted into something that is a little bit different from her novel but I think really stayed true to it hats off to Mike Flanagan who also did uh again Ouija Origin of Evil and Oculus like love me some Mike Oculus Flanagan. that guy he did Hush too that guy he? yeah and uh Hush and um Haunting of Hill House both star his wife uh Kate Siegel along with Elizabeth Reeser and uh Carla Gugino uh Victoria Pedretti like, the list goes on and on about how many amazing, amazing women are on that show. Um, they just absolutely dominate. And it's such a great show. And it's, it's again, it it hit me really hard on a lot of personal levels. I lost my mother. Um, I've, I've had paranormal experiences from people that I've lost. And, uh... uh you know, addictions, different things that run through families I've experienced in my family. So, like, the movie touched on a lot of personal notes, or the show itself, rather, not the movie, but, um... I keep saying movie, too. There's so many, yeah, again, going back to Women of Horror, there are so many amazing female characters in that show. Also, whenever I try to say Haunting of Hill House, I keep saying Haunted House on Haunted Hill. House on Haunted Hill? (laughs) Every single time. But, uh... (laughs) Great horror movie, too, by the way. But, um, yeah... That, oh my god, that's such a great series. We could sit here and just name women in horror for hours. Guys, yeah. There's so many. There's so many. That amazing collage that Casper posted on Twitter, if you guys did not get a chance to see that, that's got over 60 different women of horror in it. It's got everybody. I mean, it's literally got everybody in it. So, I did have to to exclude some. I tried to put in as many, guys, we tried to put in as many as there were, but there were more than what we thought. I mean, even if they were only in a couple, like, horror movies here and there we still put them in there um we tried to get as many that have been in more that have kind of more of their career has been centered around horror 
Um, Shout out to but, Jessica Roth, by the way, who's just up and coming in horror, who did Happy the, the Happy Death Day series. Mm-hmm. I fucking love her, and I can't wait for her to come out with I want her to be a horror. I just want her to be in constant, yeah. constant horror, because she's awesome, and I love her, and she's so great at that character. She really does a good job with that. And then we have Naomi Watts in the ring, and we have... Oh my god, guys, The Ring. Holy shit. That movie's underrated, I feel like. Oh, Lord have mercy. That movie scared the shit out of me the first time I saw it. Oh, I also love the fact god. that Amber Tamblyn is in The Ring, and then she shows up in The Grudge 3. Or 2. No, 2. She's either in The Grudge 2 or The it Grudge 2. Yeah, was it 2? It was 2. I'm like, Amber Tamblyn, what? And then Sarah Michelle Gellar, shout out to... Oh Green, my god, Green Sarah... Queens. Yep, we got Sarah Michelle Gellar, and I still know what you, or I know what you did last summer, and then... Buffy! And and Buffy, and <laughs> Oh my god, literally yeah. Buffy herself. To all of my... Pe- all the people out on Twitter, I am so sorry, because so many of you love Buffy, and I just, I have failed you, <laughs> just being like, hmm, who else? Oh yeah, Sarah Michelle Gellar. <laughs> Yeah. You you guys that love Buffy so much, I love Buffy too. I I really do. It's just it's so hard to think of everybody on the on the spot because yeah, you're guys, like there's, there's just so many. there's so many. And the girl who played also side note the girl who plays Samara in the ring is Lilo in Lilo and Stitch. And I'm wearing a Stitch sweater, guys. She of is all things my lovely Coles buy that I had to like purge on because I was like, oh my god, it's Stitch. She literally sent me and a picture of it. Was like Stitch. I had to as soon as I bought. I sent a picture of her. I was like, "This is everything. It has Stitch on it. I can't." Yeah, that fucked me up. I was like, "That bitch that crawled out the well in the ring is the voice of Lilo." What? And she is. What? She is the voice of Lilo. Side note: She even went on. She was Donnie Darko's sister in Donnie Darko, and then they tried to make some sequel called S Darko. I didn't even bother, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> they I tried to make some. I don't sequel. know. I heard about it. Anywho, um, and you have Carrie, you have Sissy Spacek playing original Carrie, and then you have Chloe Grace, is, it's either Chloe Grace Moritz. Is it Moritz or Mortiz? Moritz. 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 Okay. Um, side note too, apparently prior to that when there was a made for TV Carrie movie that Angela Bettis was in that, uh, I have not seen it, that Catherine Isabel played one of the bullies in that movie. Yeah. Like randomly found that out. Yeah. We'll be watching that. Yeah. Yeah, um, I actually did see it. I saw it, uh, I think, right around the time it came out. Um, I felt like that one was more true to the Sissy Spacek one gotcha. than the Chloe Grace Moritz one. But yeah, I, I, Like I said, a popular opinion, I like the remake better. Carrie was a great movie, guys. It was such a great mm-hmm. concept. Bully girl has psychokinetic powers and fucks with everybody when they try to fuck with her. Like, hey, Don't fuck with the quiet kid. Don't, don't do it. Yeah, guys, hey, you don't know. You know I want to take a, a moment to especially shout out Christina Ricci. Yeah, thank you. Because can we just can we just take a moment? Christina Ricci, um first of all, Wednesday Adams, my spirit animal homicide. <laughs> um not only Why do you dress like, like you're going to a funeral? Wait. <laughs> this is my costume. <laughs> Me at my doctor's appointment yesterday wearing all black and not realizing it till I'm in the waiting room. Like, why is everybody staring at me? Oh, because I'm wearing all black. 
someone else who has started as a child and yeah. just worked her way up into the horror genre, just just constantly in a horror genre. And she does yeah. other stuff besides horror too. Yeah. She does other she does like dramas and stuff, but she was in Casper. She was in Casper. Oh, I know. Can I, I keep you? Which I guess technically counts as horror. I don't know. I mean, it's ghosts. It's ghosts. <laughs> yes, no. not really horror. It's ghosts more than anything. <clears throat> um, but yeah, she. Uh, it's fun. more recently as far as horror. She was in the um, Lizzie Borden. She had the Lizzie Borden Chronicles, which was such a great take on Lizzie Borden, guys. Like the movie she was in, Lizzie Borden took an axe, was more on the actual story. And then the Lizzie Borden Chronicles sort of was a fictional tale uh, displaying Lizzie Borden as a serial killer, which was which I went take. into. Becky did not tell me that. I, I would want you to know. Yeah, I went into the Lizzie Borden Chronicles not knowing. You guys know we love Lizzie Borden. Lizzie Borden is like we know everything there is to know about Lizzie Borden, and we will be staying in her home. Yes. Come six months from now, so or. Four months four, from now. Four, guys. Four. It'll be in June, so we're excited about that. Um, so I went into this show completely blinded. I was like, I'm excited to see how they put, um, how they take, you know, what happened after the murders. We started watching it, and then she killed a dude, and I was like, mm, that didn't happen. <laughs> I was really that confused. Really At first, happen. I got a little mad, because I was like... What is happening? And then when I realized what was happening and what they were doing, because she killed another guy, and I'm like, wait. You mean to tell me Christina Ricci is playing Lizzie Borden as a serial killer? I'm going to need to take a minute. Because yes, this is amazing as fuck. She is such a phenomenal actress, and no matter what she does. She was in that movie Cursed. Do you remember that movie? And I loved that freaking movie. Do you remember that movie? I loved it. I loved it. I loved that movie too. Shout out Joshua Jackson. (laughs) And his little horror movie phase he went through after Dawson's Creek. That was hilarious. Um, Yeah, I loved Cursed. I thought that was very underrated. I loved it. Yeah, she's just, she, she's started off in the horror genre, kind of ended up later in the horror genre. And it's really awesome. Shout out Christina Ricci. We love Adams. you, man. She we really love you. and forever be our Wednesday Adams. And definitely. I get to meet her in less than a month, yes, you guys. Yes, you do. Throws up. So awesome. <laughs> She's not going to throw up, guys. She'll I won't. Me. I'll She'll be hold it together. I'll hold it together until yeah. I walk away, and then I'll bet her off. That's what you do. <laughs> you keep your cool. Guys, if you want any advice, if you ever happen to go to a convention and meet a celebrity, you keep your cool in front of them, you throw up afterwards. <laughs> yes. That's the way to do it. Don't eat anything before you go. Keep it on an empty stomach. Yep. Maybe some water and saltines to calm the nauseousness. But otherwise, that's it. That's all you need to know. Be the coolest you've ever been in front of them and then throw up afterwards. You'll be fine. And Take to be completely advice. honest with you, your anxiety is going to be really bad before. But once they start talking to you... It's almost like something switches. They're just and you're fine. People, guys. You you're like, realize that oh my god, job. they're just normal people. It's, this is yeah. Being an actor is their job. They just happen to have the dream job of a lifetime where they get to play a really cool character, but they're just regular normal people that pay taxes and take care of kids, just like the rest of us. So, you know, hey, but yeah, yeah don't eat anything beforehand and throw up after. Trust me. <laughs> take that advice. Take that it's advice. Solid advice, advice guys. solid advice, guys. Good solid advice. Um. So I, I, I had to. I, I don't have anybody else on my list. I think Christina Ricci was like a Christi, perfect. Yeah, that closer. was a. Yeah, 
Christina Ricci was the man. I love her a lot. I really do. Yeah, I'm sure we didn't touch on everybody. Guys, we did, but good God, if we could touch on every single person that not only was on that collage, but in every other woman of horror, not only just actors and actresses, but producers, directors. Uh, special shout out since the um, remake of Pet Cemetery is coming out this year, and Denise Crosby and Miko Hughes will be at Horror Hound from the original. Shout out to Mary Lambert, who was uh, the director of the original Pet Cemetery movie. Another female horror director out there. Amazing um, movie too. The original is so good, they're so doing such good. A phenomenal job. So yeah, you know we could literally have a laundry list of female horror directors, writers, producers, actresses. God, guys, the list goes on and on. But um, we're we're glad we got to share at least some of them with you. And again, going through the uh, Black Women of Horror for Black History Month was very important because we definitely wanted to give that shout out because there is. A, uh, I mean, even the list that I went through wasn't all of them. And you're talking about even spanning back into the 1920s and 30s yep. with a lot of black women in horror. Um, where apparently there were a lot of French movies made that I was reading up on of black women um, in horror. So, uh, yeah, I didn't even get to touch on half of it is what we could. But at least we would be here did, for guys, all night. We would be here all night long. This podcast would be literally like half a day if we went over everybody. But of course we tried to bring at least some of our favorites and we hope you enjoyed it. And, um, you know, if there's some that you guys love, let us know. Definitely. Yeah, we're sure. We're sure we left out some, but any that you guys love and want to give special, special mention, definitely give a shout out on the Twitter and Facebook pages. Absolutely. Especially if they have a Twitter tag them. Ta- um, oh my God. Yeah. If they, if they have, they a, have Twitter a Twitter, say Instagram, Facebook, tag them in it. Um, even at the people that we mentioned, like I'm going to tag the, Sos- the Saska sisters and you know, like let them know like, Hey, we really appreciate you. Angela we really Bassett, appreciate your Juliet work. Lewis, Barbara yeah. Clinton, Catherine Isabel, any of those we mentioned, uh, Lisa Bonet, uh, Holly Berry, Rachel True, Octavia Spencer, and definitely shout out to Octavia Spencer and Lupita Nyong'o, guys, for the new movies coming out this year, Us and Ma. Please support those movies and make sure you see them, and we definitely will be, and maybe we'll even do a movie review episode about them after we see them, because we'd love to let you guys know what we thought about them and get your opinions of them as well, because we're definitely looking forward. 2019 is going to be such an amazing year for horror. It is really going to be a good year. It's going to be a great female and horror year, and it's definitely shaping up to be a great, uh, you know, black people in horror. I'm I'm loving us, And I'm loving, I really am loving that. We need that diversity. Guys, we need that diversity diversity in horror. We need that. And you know what I really want? I really, really, really want a film with all kinds of diversity in it where the, the, the same horror tropes stop. Put in a horror movie where the white, where there's white friends, black friends, and Hispanic friends. Kill the white people for yeah, first. Yeah, we'll kill all the white people in the movie. Like I just, I want to see that. Just kill the white people first. Let's let's. <laughs> love it. Kill Coming the white people Casper. first. Coming from the whitest shit you've ever seen in your love life. Love it. Kill the white people first. I want to see Loving it. Love that. Kill the white people first and make the killer a kill whitey. I don't know if we could do that. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> we can write it in somehow. I'm sure there's a way you can work around it. We could kind of make it work. We could kind of make it work. Um, that'd be funny, though. I'd yeah, be it'd be hilarious. That. But, yes. yeah. Um, we also need more um, We need more LGBTQ 
horror. We really Not do. the tr- stereotypical horror th- tropes that we get, though. You know, and I appreciate Netflix for having that as a, um, you know, genre, like gay horror and whatnot, but I don't know. It gets kind of stereotypical, and we need more that's more inclusive where... You know, we need LGBTQ characters and just regular normal movies because we're just regular normal people. And I can't wait to watch a movie where it's an LGBTQ character in a horror film and you're not surprised by it anymore. Yeah. You're like, it's just a part of movies. Oh, like, okay, it's, it's, they're gay, moving on. You know what I mean? Right, like, like oh, yeah. okay, like, okay, that's fine. That's probably why we liked that part in VHS so much because. There was a, there was a, um, that one in the second one where this girl and her boyfriend. Sorry guys, I had to take a potty break. The wine was calling me. (laughs) My apologies. Normally I can like Joe Rogan it through these and like not have to use the bathroom for like three hours, but I'm like, nah. Not today. Wine, the... The wine was calling. Merlet was... Or what? Merlet. What? Merlot? <laughs> first of all, it's Merlot. And it wasn't Merlot. First of all, it's Merlot. It was Moscato. <laughs> it was Merlot. No, I'm just kidding. No, actually, it was Moscato. <laughs> it was Moscato. Not Merlet. Have you or- ever legit ever had anybody say Merlot? I've no. actually had that happen. That was hilarious. Merlot. Just go with it. It was actually Moscato, but anyway. go to the go to a restaurant and be like, "Can I get this peanut mogla merlot?" <laughs> peanut guarda. I need this <laughs> peanut garigio. No, <laughs> filet mignon. <laughs> oh my god, that is gonna get you kicked out. Um, yeah. So anyway, so this girl VHS, was with her boyfriend. Yeah. Anthology and- series, another anthology series. We were talking about ABCs of Death. Two and now VHS. VHS. Love the anthology series. Uh, we will be doing a whole episode on found footage soon, and I'm stoked for oh, that. Yeah, for sure. Um, it, but anyway, so the girl and her boyfriend were on this trip, and at night they kept getting looked at by like a video camera. You couldn't see the person, but you could just see that they were being looked at by a video camera. And they were always kind of focusing on the girl, but. It just made you think, okay, well, it's some perverted dude or whatever, you know, it's like whatever this is. Some, like, voyeur or peeping Tom or something. Right. Well, come to find out, it's actually her girlfriend who comes in and kills her boyfriend and then they run away together. Yeah, why can't we have a full-length film? Can we have a full-length film of that, please? You could do that. You could totally do that. That'd be an amazing concept. Right? That's an amazing... I can't. I I need that. We need somebody to get on more LGBTQ, like, inclusive horror where it's not, like, blatantly obvious. It's just, like, a side note because that's all it needs to be. It just needs to be a side note. Like, oh, they're gay. Anyway, moving on. Rest of the movie. That's cool. Okay. Yeah. Moving on. Which is kind of why I like... I think that's why I liked the end of Cult of Chucky. They just grazed over that. They were just like... she, She was like... Well, this is different. And she's like, I don't know. I kind of like it. And I was like, yeah. And then they kissed, and I was like, we just grazed over that. And that was wonderful. I it like was not that a too. Ba- it was like a, not a big thing. And I was just like, this is wonderful. This is... Yeah. Because my inner gay comes out, and I'm like, I kind of want to be sandwiched. LGBTQ are normal people. So they have normal, you know, movies, horror movies with 
those type of characters and right. just gloss over it and not make it a big fucking deal. So, exactly. yeah, somebody can do that. So, so before we close, great um, episode, yes. by the way. Yeah, all the ladies you guys loved it. All the ladies of horror. All the single ladies. Anyway, so. <laughs> Uh, before we close, again, next week, we're going to be doing ghost stories. Please, please, please send in your ghost stories to us. Um, once again, you can do it on Facebook. Um, just search. Or don't fuck with the original. Yes. Don't, don't search. What? Blech. Search. Don't fuck with the original. And then also give us a like and uh, message us through there. Or you can go to DFWTO8811 on Twitter. Give us a follow and you can message us on there. If for some reason it's not letting you message because we're not following you, um, go to Freddy's Muse. Um, that's my other Twitter at Freddy's Muse. Or just like shout us out on Twitter. Let me know somehow that you're like, hey, I want to submit a story, but I can't because I'm you're not following me. I will definitely follow you. That way you can do that. Just let me know. Right. Also, um, you email. can do it through the email at dfwto8493 at gmail.com. Yep. So any of those, feel free to email us. We will definitely go over them. We're going to go over our own when we uh, do that next week. And, um, again, tell us if you want us to say your name or if you would rather stay anonymous. More than likely, if you do not say anything about it, we're going to keep it anonymous just right. because of legal reasons. But we'll show, we'll still share the story. Absolutely. Yeah, we definitely want to hear it. So 100%. Also, we have some amazing stuff coming up in March. We're very excited to bring you guys some really awesome episodes coming up. Um, so we can't wait for that either. Yeah. Because we guys, only got one episode left in February. If you I can know, right? That. Guys, we're going to have, it's going to be great. We're going to have some um, possible guests coming on in the next few weeks. Um, we're probably going to have some sponsors soon. Like we're just going to have, we're just going to have all kinds of great stuff coming. So we, we we're we're so glad. We're so happy to have you guys listening in and kind of enjoying this journey with us. And we're so humbled and thankful and just keep on listening because there is so much wonderful stuff to come and we hope you enjoyed uh tonight's uh women of horror episode for sure so absolutely all right guys we'll see you next week